Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes so you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. Welcome to the latest episode. This is a really special episode because we're going to talk about the Jordan Peterson podcast abbreviated on the psychological foundations of the Old Testament. You might be asking, why are we talking about the Old Testament in a podcast? Chris, tell us, why are we talking about this? Why does the Old Testament matter? And why does Jordan Peterson's thoughts on it matter? Great question. So Jordan Peterson has actually a series on the Old Testament, and each episode is like two and a half hours long. And so getting into that is basically a course in the Old Testament and his perspective of the Old Testament. And so why are we talking about this? Well, his first episode is an introduction to the concept of what God is. And when you hear that, like, oh, okay, well what God is great, another religious or spiritual take on God. That could not be further from the truth. His perspective is from a completely a-spiritual realm, a materialistic realm on how human beings need and have perceived God for thousands of years and how it is actually baked in to our society, baked into our psychology and even baked in to our evolution. So what you're saying is it's important for a lot of reasons other than where am I going to go when I die? Is the Bible true? It seems like what we're doing is we're saying, look, regardless of what you believe about the Bible, regardless of what you believe about God, this idea of God is baked into the foundations of our society and thus into our brains, into our minds, into the way we perceive the world. There's a psychological root to understand ourselves as modern beings, we should care about what the Old Testament says and how that affects us today. Is that how you That's perceive exactly it? Right. Okay. So he says you should care and here's why. And okay. he breaks down how human beings have in the past understood what a quote-unquote God is. So when I was told about the gods of the Greeks or the Romans, the first thing as a model modern human in the West I think of that as ludicrous. Oh, what idiots, morons thinking that there was a Hercules and then there was these gods fighting and the lightning. And it's like, how dumb can these people be? Mm -hmm. He completely turns that on its head because he describes how the foundation of this is that human beings are very attentive creatures. We watch each other in order to figure out how to be successful and how to survive. Mm -hmm. And so when you observe other people for long enough, you notice things that don't make sense or that are super important that you have to remember and are so impactful to you and your society, that you have to embody that into something that is beyond just describing that one human being and goes above who they are as an individual. So are you saying that the ancient conception of a god is the accumulated observations that we have about each other put into a form or you know, labeled as a god? Exactly. And so, okay. you know, why is somebody acting super erratically and why are they raging? Why are they yelling for no reason? Well, they must be possessed by the spirit of war or anger or something. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. That person is normally just fine. What is it about this person, like why are they so galvanizing? When you talk about leadership, I love the, the definition of leadership, which is are people following you, <laughs> right? How to be a good leader, get people to follow you. Well, okay, well, what are they doing exactly that makes them a good leader? How can we perceive and then articulate what they're doing? And then 
those concepts that you've identified, you categorize those concepts outside of that person. So if you have a leader or hero in your life, think about that hero right now. What characteristics do they have that if you took out of their personality or took out of that individual themselves and could adopt, what are those concepts? And so as Jordan Peterson starts to break down the stories in the Bible and as he starts to describe how the Bible is or really how ancient peoples, because that's where you have to first start, because the Bible was written in ancient times. And this is really important because a lot of times you get misconceptions about how to interpret the Bible. And I studied biblical theology and even the evangelical theologians will admit that you can't interpret the Bible as somebody who's in the modern mind. You Mm -hmm. have to understand the mind of the ancient people and then through that lens interpret the Old Testament. And what that means is you're interpreting the Old Testament in the way that we're just talking about now. That's how people understood God. So so why does that matter though? At the core level, why does it matter that gods were the accumulated observations we had about each other, put into a being labeled God, and then we look towards that entity to then draw inspiration from in how to act or how to learn from. What, what, so what? So, well, one reason why it matters is because that's purely a spiritual. So anybody listening right now who is a materialist can get on board with mm-hmm. this quote-unquote theological description of God. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not a spiritual realm. That doesn't mean that there's not a God. It just means that even if it happens to be we get to the end of the, the universe and it's like, oh, it was just material. It was all material anyway. This is still important because human beings have been trained and require these observations from the past of this human behavior in order to influence you, in order to direct you, in order to orient you to how to be successful. And so you're saying that even if you don't believe in God, you can look towards the God of the Bible to find clues as to how to be successful in your own life. Yes. And when you say the God of the Bible, I know some people are going to be like, well, the God of the Bible is wrathful and vengeful and selfish and kills people. Okay, we'll get there. You know, like we'll talk about that. Don't, don't, don't start from there because what Jordan Peterson tries and I believe successfully does is he tries to disabuse any loaded terminology. It's rational that people have been disabused of the idea of God. But maybe there is a mode of being. There is a way of acting. There is something that we've observed over a long period of time that are consistent for human beings that we can look towards that is going to be the most attractive and the most successful path to go through life because in the video he talks about and i love this analogy which is the analogy of the field where if you're starting to walk through a field and someone tells you hey you know tim you know life is just about whatever you want man like do whatever you want walk the path through whatever you want and while that's true you can do that that is what's kind of almost a little beautiful about life is that you have the autonomy to literally just walk in circles. I mean, it makes me think of the quote that all who wander are not lost. Yeah, you can do that. Mm -hmm. The question is, is what do you want? If you want to get to the other end of the field, well, then there are certain modes of walking through that field that are going to be more successful Mm -hmm. than others. So Mm -hmm. in life, if you want 
to embody, and he would say this is the hero archetype, if you want to embody the hero archetype, which when we're watching movies, really good movies, I was just showing my son the Star Wars movies, and man, especially the first three, they're so powerful. Why? Because you've got this hero, and he's going through this thing that thousands and thousands of human beings have gone through. It's this reoccurring pattern of having to go back and defeat the sins of your past and your father and the mistakes of your old generation. And it's not giving in to hate mm. and fear. I mean, these are things that people have been struggling with for eon, for however long humans have been around. Why are they so powerful? So you don't have to believe that the hero archetype, and then what he would say ultimately would be the messiah archetype. You don't have to believe that that's the right path to go to, but you should at least understand them and decide for yourself if that's something that you want to follow, if that's something you want to orient your life towards, because it's compelling. And if you do, all right, well, now you kind of have a problem because you need a playbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe I can offer what my takeaways were, which probably are going to be different than yours and that you may very well disagree with because we we think very differently about these things, right? So what I thought was exciting about this episode is here you have an icon, Jordan Peterson, that has a lot of strong feelings around him. People love him. They hate him. Very few people actually invest the time to understand him. And those who do come away understanding he's a nuanced thinker. But most people assume that he's a Christian. He believes in God and he is out there to defend a conservative worldview. Well, what I loved about this episode is he starts out by saying effectively that the truthfulness in the way that we think of does the Bible actually describe literal events? Not only does it probably not describe literal events, but it doesn't matter to what it can do for us. And then he goes on to say that when you think of the Bible as simply the lived experience of conscious individuals, it's taking it and it's not saying it's a history textbook. It's rather the product of people writing down the stories around them, trying to make sense of the world, developing knowledge as they move through time, changing their views on not only God, but the world around them, and writing it down and evolving. And what it seems like is most people who are currently out there preaching the Bible on any channel or any church you go into are not thinking of it that way. They're thinking of it as word for word, the truth, literal interpretation. And we have to believe these things if we want to believe in truth. And he takes that and he throws it right out the window. And this is the guy that you think is going to get up and say, oh, the Bible's true, you should believe it, and men and men are women are women, and blah, 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 whatever, whatever the thing is that you think Jordan Peterson is trying to tell you, you listen to this lecture, the whole thing, and he's actually a very nuanced, a-spiritual, if not secular lecture on specifically why if you care about your psychology, why if you care about your brain and how it works and how we make sense of the world, there is some reason to go back into it and read it. And I even remember when we were making this video for Podcast Abbreviated and we got to a couple questions like, should there be one line going through the field or three lines going through the field? And I was adamant that there was not going to be a single line through that field because I don't actually think that there is one way through life. And because in, even if you all have the same goal, there's many ways to get there. And all he's saying to me is there is a way or ways across the field. And these people have insights about how to get to the goal if you share that same goal. And 
You can read it and come away with multiple different interpretations and that's okay and it's intentional and it's not a big deal because it's not about the interpretation per se of what exactly was happening there. It's about the process of going through, trying to identify, understand, extract the meaning and the value and that by taking off the God hat, by taking off the evangelical hat, by taking off the preconceived notions, what you get is something that's closer to truth, something that's closer to value for you. And for me, you know, we went to Christian schools and it was a really tough experience for me because he addresses this directly. He says that by approaching it in this way, you can solve the irreconcilable problem that so many people have with the Bible, which is the Bible is making claims that I don't think are in accordance with science. I think science says this. My experience says that there is no God out there controlling the world the way the Bible believers say. But this Bible seems to say it is. And I kind of like the Bible, but because it says that, I can't read it. And honestly, for most of the last five to 10 years, it's almost impossible for me to read the Bible without saying I disagree with that and that and that and that's dumb and that's dumb too. And then by the time I finish, you know, reading a couple of pages, all I've done is practice my already predetermined criticisms of something. And what he's saying is, that's cool. You could do that. But if you're criticizing it that way, it's because you actually don't understand what's going on here. Let me help you see that. This is not supposed to be a literal truth thing for you. It's not supposed to be believe this and that, you know, Noah's Ark actually happened and Cain and Abel were real people. And this is like all the story. He's saying, look, this is saying something important about our psychological foundations. This is something that's saying important about meta narratives or at least archetypal stories or at least things that have occurred over and over and over and over again in history. A, probably because they were written down in the Bible. So naturally, these things are more likely to happen. And or B, maybe it's the case that they are reflecting something that would have happened even if they weren't being written down. And as a result of that, I want people who are out there who have already rejected the Bible, rejected Christianity, because there's many absurd claims in there, that this might be a way to go back to the Peterson lectures, which I recommend, because I've shown them to both people who don't believe the Bible, and I've shown them to people who do believe the Bible, and everyone comes out of there being like, holy crap, that was not what I expected. It blew my mind. This guy, Jordan Peterson, is more of a historian and an anthropologist and a deep thinker than what he's portrayed as in any clip you can find anywhere else. And it's really beautiful to see him speaking about something that's not modern politics, that's not these controversial issues. It's just about something that's going to be around forever. And it's important because there is some value there that we are throwing out with the bathwater. And he's almost making a earnest plea and defense to revisit and to rethink these things because maybe there's something in there that's going to be more useful now as we approach post-post-modernity than ever before. Maybe, maybe it's the case that the Bible was written for now. And what I mean by that is it's only going to become more useful if, if, and a big if, we can convince people that it's not what we've been taught it is. And so I want all those pastors out there to watch this video. I want to send this to my dad my mom. I want to send this to my Wheaton College professors. And I want to say, engage with this because this to me is the way forward if we want to have any role for the wisdom in the Bible into the future. Okay. So, Tim, when you hear the phrase that consciousness 
plays a constitutive role in our universe. When you hear of the concept of the logos and how in the beginning was the word, the logos, and the word was God and the word was with God. When you hear that and when Jordan Peterson talks about how that spirit was what manifested the universe in Genesis 1, and then he talks about our consciousness and how we then have dignity because we are able to mimic that manifestation. And there's something unique and beautiful and unbelievably powerful about our conscious ability to manifest potential into reality. So is the Logos, is Jesus the most powerful way to manifest our consciousness? That, you know, I know you're looking at me like you're not convinced, but maybe that's what Jesus is about. And I think he is a real historical figure, but I guess he doesn't have to be for you to say, okay, interesting. At least it's worth considering. Mm -hmm. Do you, have you considered that? And I know that you're kind of getting in a different place than I am. How do you see Jesus is described as the, the word, the mm -hmm. logos, this thing. How do you see Jesus interacting with this concept of consciousness, the source of consciousness, and then relates to our own? I think we're bound by consciousness. We don't have a choice but to be conscious and to understand that. I think it's less that, oh, we want to align our consciousness to that of a figure called Christ. And rather, we are bound by the same consciousness that that Christ was bound by. And as a result, by reading about it and understanding the story and the deep, deep symbolic meaning of it, then we can start to get something useful out of it. What if we take a leap and we say, symbolism is what we're looking at. This is all symbolic. All the stories are pointing to something else. And that's what a symbol is, right? It points to something else. So when we're looking at the story of Christ, it's pointing to something else, which is what's inside of us. What can we see from this? What does it mean? Like, it's a crazy story. The dude was crucified, literally nailed to a cross. And then you died and then supposedly came back again. But what were the story once his death really turns to the people around him, the disciples, and what were they going to do? And what were they experiencing? And they had their hopes crushed. And how often have we had that? Are we going to keep going despite the fact that our perceived belief in a figure is no longer around? Are we going to tell ourselves a story that will allow us to continue on the mission because it's not about that specific figure? Maybe it's about where we're going. One way to say this is there's lots of ways to the top of a mountain. There's always many paths up. Some are harder, some are less hard. Some might be more pleasant. Some might have the sun side or the shadow side. I think all humans are trying to climb that metaphorical mountain. I think that to get to the top, having a better map is useful. And this is just a map of a conscious experience by somebody that has captured the hearts and minds of millions of people. And I love when Jordan Peterson talks about how, like, no matter what you think about the Bible, the fact that so many people believe it, the fact that it is so ingrained in our culture and in our world and in our art and in our psyche and in our government and on our money and on our coins, it means that we should know more about it and we should recognize that we are conscious and we have a structure to it and that these stories, this being called Jesus, was able to pull together a lot of important symbols and themes and contradictions into one. And that makes that story, if nothing else, unique and worth engaging with and understanding. 
And I would say then, what if it is the manifestation of those symbols in reality that make it so special? Is it the manifestation of this ultimate archetype that each generation lives over and over and over? And the best of that or the, the most desirable of that manifesting in one person at one time. And because Jesus is associated with the word and with the logos, what is the mode of consciousness that will direct you towards this weird field of life? Life is a lot worse than a field, right? It's a lot harder, a lot more complicated, a lot more twists and turns. And, you know, you have no idea where you are. It's way more difficult than a field. So is there a consciousness that we can mimic the wavelengths of or, or mm -hmm. mimic that behavior and not even just mimic, but embody that own behavior in our own souls? Each person is going to embody the logos a little differently. We can all be going towards a similar goal or, or that same goal. But because of our unique individuality and our humanity and our unique consciousnesses, it's going to intrinsically be slightly different. Yeah. And I would say check out the Peterson episode. Let's engage with it. Shoot us a line. Get on our Facebook page. Let's talk about this because I think it's worth engaging with. That's why we abbreviated this lecture series. And I think there's a lot of value to be had in hashing it out with people who want to understand. So that's what I, I would say. I don't think that the, the faith or the... Christianity can survive much longer unless it goes in this direction, hmm. especially in the West. Hmm. I, I, I don't see it making sense to enough people, to resonating with enough people in order to thrive in the post-postmodern, whatever age comes next. Mm -hmm. And so the more people that can engage with this, the better, because I see a lot of groups either disillusioned who are in the church and just are like, we're out of it. Like what's called deconstructed. There's a whole community of deconstructed evangelicals out there. Then there's a whole community of people who never really wanted to engage. Then there's people like me who are trying to hang on, are trying to do my best with this, but it's like there's just too many things that don't resonate, that don't click. And then there's people who are <laughs> hanging on, you know, like hanging on to the old in literal interpretation. I think all of us, can come together on this conversation. I think we can all have something to offer and do it in a, not just respectful in terms of like, oh, I need to like tone down my language when I come in here to talk. But if you engage with these ideas, then what you, Tim, offer me has been beneficial, has helped evolve my understanding. What anybody else from any perspective is going to come at this we want to hear it. So podcastabbreviated at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Let us know what you think about this. And we'd love to engage with you on it. So yeah, let's keep doing it. Let's have those conversations. And uh, if you want to hear more, let us know what. Maybe there's another thinker who engages with this topic that you think would be awesome to abbreviate. Maybe it's even a different religion. I would love to do something like this in another religion. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I would be super interesting. I don't know if I'd have the capability. This, this is hard enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but yes, I would. I would too. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into it. All right. Well, it was great to do this. I've learned a lot and I'm going to keep doing it. Yep. Until next time. Thanks, okay. everyone. Bye-bye.